Hi, I'm Carolina Flores, and I'm the resident philosopher at Talk Pop C today. Our topic is art and cognition, and I'm speaking with Martina. Martina Bakke. Hi, Carolina. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So Martina is one of my closest friends, so this is a bit of a special interview. So Martina, what's the latest art piece that really spoke to you? Any any kind of art? Well, last night I watched a very, very good movie by Robert Altman called Three Women. That was an interesting art piece because it's hardly qualified as a narrative movie. It's um, It's... Like the plot of that movie is reduced to its bare minimum and it's very visionary and uh, pictorially very interesting. And it's more about, you know, communicating emotions rather than actually telling you a story, which is interesting if it's done on a movie media. Yeah, that's kind of relatively unusual for film. Like other art forms like music seem to go more for just the expression of emotions. Do you think that movies can do that as well as music? Just pure expression of emotion? Uh, I think uh, I think uh, I think it's interesting because uh, you know movies rely so much on you know like sources uh, like music itself, images, uh, colors, and pictures that are themselves you know a little bit like borrowed from other art form. That uh, like I think that an interesting question is like oh you know how much of that kind of, you know, emotional content is transmitted by the movie insofar it's a movie or insofar it it's kind of, you know, relies a lot on uh, other art form and conglomerates in some interesting way. You know? Yeah, it's an interesting question whether, like, kind of the movie is something over and above and expresses <laughs> something over and above the components of the movie. Do you have thoughts on that? Ah, you got me. Well, I think that the whole is the <laughs> same thing as the, the house. <laughs> there is a sense in which the movie is the same thing as the arts that it relies on, but it depends, it depends. I mean, the question is like, it's going to be the music and the images and the text are part of the movie or are just the general sources of which the movie is going to be, you know, grounded in in some way. And then it's like, takes a little bit of it, but they are not actually related to it as a parts to the whole. <laughs> do you think that they are related as parts to a whole or no? I don't know. What do you think? I don't do metaphysics. You're the expert here. Martina is a metaphysician, so <laughs> she thinks a lot about parts and holes and how they compose larger objects. Well, I think that uh, I think uh, yeah, I would go. I would I would go for yes. I mean, it's a kind of, but it's it's frame relativized. I think each frame is a whole of a musical element, a pictorial element, and a textual element. I'm not sure whether then we can have like a vision of the movie as something that is itself like a fusion of all these of frames or not. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because I would be inclined to not go for a frame first approach because mm -hmm. it feels like the meaning of a specific image really changes with the context that's on with like the other frames around it. So it feels like you can't get to the movie um, by just being like, oh, I'm going to put all these frames one of it feels like the meaning of the frame is affected by the context it's in um yeah that, that that's a good point i mean i can also be i mean i assume that you mean like meaning uh, in a way that goes beyond the fact itself that they're in a certain order yes. right okay yeah i mean yes i mean let's put it this way probably probably like it is in a sense the textual element that gives that kind of 
unity mm-hmm. uh, and so maybe maybe that's what we're picking up when we're like oh this movie feels more like you know an arts movie when the textual element it doesn't perform that role as much and so maybe that's when we think uh, of a movie as a kind of you know cinema d'autor in a way or more like you know a, a, with an art the strong artistic purpose when there is like uh i don't know when, when the textual element like is is less binding in a sense yeah. enforcing that kind of you know unity of meaning and ordering but yeah one know. thing that strikes me to what you just said is um that there's just a range of like tropes and scripts and uh just cultural scripts that kind of tell us what to expect of a movie and it feels like part of what makes a movie into an art movie is when it like subverts um one of those and it feels like that can be about the use of words but also it can be about other elements like maybe using music in really dissonant ways or using like color in ways that are or camera angles in ways that are like surprising or unexpected on don't fit neatly into a specific kind of category yes i agree and also like and also like there is also the element of the camera itself that, that that it's a huge variable and it's weird because it's a little bit like i mean it's a little bit like you know in, in a sense it can be like the general perspective of narration that you can get even like in you know novels or literature but there is something different about the way in which that perspective is like forced on the viewer in some weird way and also because it's a it's because like you look at the movie from a certain perspective and that camera forces you to look at the movie exactly in that way. So it forces a kind of identification with the kind of perspective that you're suggesting you that is not necessarily the same when you read a novel, right? Yeah, that's really interesting. It feels like movies can really force us into sometimes complicity with perspectives we don't want to take. Um, and yeah, other times into just sort of like considering perspectives we would maybe not be able to access otherwise because we don't experience the world from that literal point of view. Do you think that's different from novels though? Because it feels like fiction also in picking a narrator and, you know, narrating from their own experiences does much the same thing. Yes, I mean, like I was just thinking about that because there is a sense in which, you know, if you're like, you know, the kind of omniscient narration that probably it's like close in a certain way to, a, you know, like a... A uh, big landscape view, you know, like you have this camera that follows character as an external eye. But like, but like, but like, think about the way in which the kind of subjective uh, shot is a uh, is is accomplished in movies. That's a little different than, for instance, reading a novel narrated in the first person, which should be the same kind of thing, right? Because if you're like, if you're, I mean, I think that that's where, if anything, like the difference becomes more relevant. Because if you're like watching at a movie and this is a subjective shot you're really looking at the same thing right. that the narrator is the the the, the subject of uh, of the movie you know is looking at so there is literally like a kind of forceful identification because the only way you know that that's a subjective shot is that you don't see the per- like you mm-hmm. know it from information from previous frames and so you're like okay this is what the narrator the the, the protagonist is looking at and and I know it because this is what I'm looking at and I know that there is not a protagonist in the frame. So, you know, mm-hmm. since I cannot look, it it must be me, you know, something like that. But instead, with narration, like, if you're, like, read a part in the first person, then it's, like, like it, it's a kind of mediated identification, you know? It's not, you're like, well, yeah. I know what the person is thinking, you know, because he's telling me in a way. Yeah, it's interesting because it feels like with fiction, it gives you, with and first-person narration gives you more access to sort of just, like, the, like, stream of consciousness of um, the narrator or character, but a movie gives you more access to sort of like their take on the external world um, 
So they, it feels like they both give you access to subjectivity, but to two different aspects of it. One being sort of like the inner chatter and the yeah. other one being like your literal physical perspective on the external world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that that idea that it's that, that, that it's literally an access to the physicality that you get when you're watching a movie. Yeah, um, and another thing that feels different is like um, movies, they just like, you know, you see the whole scene, like every bit of the scene, there's something in it. Even, you know, if there isn't, that's also just part of what the scene is. Whereas like a novel never or very rarely fully describes the like every detail of the environment. So it gives you like, as a reader, you have more autonomy. Um, because, you know, you can fill in all of these details, you know, you know that the person is in a park in a sunny day, but like which park you imagine and like what the trees look like and how many people are there and so on. That's kind of up to you, the reader, in a way it isn't when you're like watching a movie. Yeah, it's true. Like it's like there is less room for the kind of narrative deception that you can accomplish when you decide to write a novel in the first person. You can decide to deceive your reader in a certain way. You can hide something. Instead in a movie, like whenever you want, for instance, to, 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 to kind of communicate the fact that your protagonist is looking at the uh, at the word in a in an idiosyncratic way, you actually modify the image because that's the way to tell your viewer. Right. And so the viewer is like is kind of you know they spot it. They're like, oh yes, I see you. I mean, this is like you 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 see this uh, this landscape in a kind of blurred way because whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, you're 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 going through in your head that is like represented in that way, and so you're immediately disclosing to me there is no filter. Instead, like with a, with a narrator, the narrator can always decide to withhold details and elements and lie to you in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, ev- everything has to kind of be fully determined in a movie. Yeah. Though there seem to be some exceptions. I was thinking of if you watch the conversation that like old Coppola movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes, there's yes. like this bit of sound, crucial bit of sound. And you like, you know, the emphasis of the words makes a huge difference to what uh, everything that's is. True, so sometimes you can't exploit ambiguity, but it's definitely harder in movies yeah. than in than using just, just words. That's true. That's true. You have to have that constant. Like, but again, like the way you do it is to add a narrative element in it. It's like a voice. It's like something that, that somehow creates that kind of detachment like something that creates a filter is interesting like how verbal language is the kind of like carries this kind of deceptive potential that you don't really gather from just using images themselves unless the images are illusion in a way yeah or i mean you can i think deceive with images if you use them in like the right sort of Mm -hmm. context um just because um just think about um you know a someone's investigating a crime mm-hmm. and you um you want to like you know persuade the detective that this person committed the crime so you plant these images that could be incorporated into a narrative but the, you know so it's like there but it's still true that the image itself isn't doing the deceiving it's, it's like cutting, how you place it in editing. a narrative yeah 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 it's true it's the editing it's, it's, it's yes i mean it seems that you know like the kind of closer I mean, which in fact is why some people think, you know, the editing is actually the language of the images of a movie, you know. Like, you have to get that kind of, you know, higher order way of organizing things to, to, to accomplish that that possible mis, misguided or like, a, you know, uh, deceptive action. Yeah, that's cool. On the other hand, like, it feels like a way in which movies can be deceptive or especially like sticky in how they affect our perspectives is because it's less obvious they can do so. When we're reading something, we're more aware of like 
oh, this is that person's take on things. But in a movie, the director can kind of build up their, like, you know, own idiosyncratic, like, point of view or, like, aesthetic. And we're sort of, like, less likely to notice that we're being presented with a distorted view of things. We just kind of take it at, like, face value. Um, yes, yes, I did it. Yeah, yeah, and no, I... You're right that there is a sense in which when you, when you, when you watch a movie, you're already stepping in into a kind of constructed world that is already set it up for you. So you're kind of taking a little bit of a gamble in terms of realism. You're like, okay, like, I mean, I'm entering this kind of reality and I'm already entering someone's point of view, even if it pretends to be like an omniscient point of view, still a point mm -hmm. of view. And, uh, and there is an element in which you kind of get lured into thinking that's not the case because the filming is the filming of something and in fact like in the sense i was like i mean i don't really know enough about uh about the the like the transition from like classical hollywood movie and like independent movie but it must have it must have had a certain kind of effect the fact that you know that there were no studios movie anymore you know at some point the movies were like studios movie and so right. you kind of know that what you're looking at is in any case an artifact that is already set it up to look in a certain way so yeah so that that's also i was I, i thought about it because i was like looking recently rewatching rear window and i was like that clearly you know like i mean i don't i don't know how many things were actually shot in a studio i think most of it and it was like and, and, and i mean maybe i'm wrong but in my sense it was it is and it was like oh there were all these kind of you know new york courtier that they're representing and i was like What a, what a precise way of representing what a New York courtyard is. And, you know, you live in New York and you're like, well, I can see the, the, the part of the intention here. You know? Yeah, it feels like there were like more formulas that were getting used and then things kind of opened up a little bit more. All right, I think we should wrap up. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. <laughs> This was so fun. <laughs>